Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Joined now by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Add one, subtract one. Kevin, that seems to be the pattern we saw last year. I don't know if that's going to be the pattern this year, but we found out about Ricky Council. And then later on in the afternoon, we found out about Keon uh, joining Keon Menefield joining. Well, he will be joining. He is committed from Washington, a point guard. So add one, subtract one. Yeah, you know, Arkansas, Eric Mussman is, is as much about optics as anything. Uh, we, you know, I've been talking about, I think the last segment I was on here, I think I said Arkansas has got two commitments, at least two commitments up to four. Um, so what's today? Tuesday, that was Friday. <laughs> and that was one of them. Okay. Tuesday, on, on Sunday, uh, Minifield put his top six up. But, there, you know, there's really a handful of players that Arkansas really zeroed in on so far. And he was one of them. And I, and I felt like that, that was one of two. I say felt like. Basically told that one of two guys that have already firmed up. So we got the news today, um, and and that's the kind of you know that's the kind of back and forth we're going to see. Eric Musman's going to, you know, and, it, and it's not just about one out, one in. There is there is a rhyme and reason to not only how that's done, but who and the timing of when each guy comes out. I fully expect Anthony Black. It could be later today. It could be in the next day or so, sometime this week. I think he's going to announce for the 2023 uh, NBA draft, and I don't think he's going to. You know, I don't know how he's going to announce it. If he'll address whether he's going to leave the door open or not, but I fully expect he'll have an agent and, and move forward. He's a projected lottery pick, top 15, any way you slice it, and I don't think we're going to see him come back. We know that that's the same case with Nick Smith Jr. Uh, Ricky Council today, the fourth, put out his announcement that he's going to the draft. He didn't clarify. I don't think we'll see him come back. And I'm not sure we're going to see Devo come back. Now, he did his announcement, did include leaving the door open. So, you know, that's on his mind if, because he said it is. And so we take that at face value, and, and so maybe. But I, but I I think it's more likely right now. You know, the, the, these calculations can change. I think it's more likely right now. That, that Arkansas wouldn't get him back. Now, like, again, things can change on that. For some of these other guys that we just talked about, it won't. But I brought up all those names. I'm going to talk about Minifield, but let's look at this. Arkansas got Layden Blocker, a five-star, 6'2", 6'3", point guard, combo guard. Um, you know, in the, in the 2023 high school class, they signed early. And now you've got another young guard, 6'1", uh, who's a, who was a freshman this past season. And so now... When you look at the names, I'm talking about guys leaving, Anthony Black being the next, Arkansas's primary handler among those primary ball handlers. Uh, you, you start to see the backcourt evolve in recruiting with Blocker and now Minifield. The, the key here is Arkansas, one of the things Mussman talked about often was the lack of experience with all that talent he had in the backcourt. Well, you've got a five-star coming in, and you've got a, a guy that was just a freshman. Now, he was all Pac-12 freshman team, but he's still a very young player. Uh, in a program that wasn't exactly thriving. So you don't have, you know, just those two pieces alone, you know, com- you know, when we look at who's leaving out of that backcourt, it's just about all of your m- main players that took all the minutes and had most of the production. 
So what this tells us is, and we're going to talk about Minifield, it tells us there are more to come. Arkansas is going to be getting more guards, I think, older guards, more veteran guards, guards who can shoot. That uh, Minifield is probably more of a, of a point guard and a player still in development. He'll play a role. Uh, but I'll, I'll be surprised if Muslin now doesn't focus on guys, players that in the backcourt that have more experience. But Minifield, I said he was all Pac-12 freshman team, 10 points a game, over three assists. His assist-to-turnover ratio was 1.8 to 1. That was tops among freshmen in that league, only 1.7 turnovers per game for a primary handler. He played just under 29 minutes a game, so the 10 points, like I said, just over three assists, nearly three rebounds. Um, and just over a steal per game, but he shot. You know, he, he basically was one of three, just a little over uh, one make from three per game and out of three point three attempts, so thirty three percent there. Just a, a smidge under seventy percent at the free throw line. Um, and you know, when I looked at it, this guy had some really big games. He had five games or twenty or more points against some good competition. Fifteen games uh, in his freshman season, scored in double figures. 12 of those after Pac-12 play started. So it wasn't like he was just, you know, getting his minutes and points, you know, in the non-conference against lesser opponents. Um, but again, I think when you look at all freshmen Pac-12, that says a lot. Arkansas last year plucked Jalen Graham from the Pac-12. He was second team all-conference. But then we saw what his role was and what it really equated to at Arkansas. So you can't just bank some of these accolades as, well, but there's a big difference between this young man and Graham in terms of, you know, as a freshman, he's off to a great start. Uh, and he's also a backcourt piece. And what I notice immediately about him and Blocker, both of these guys now in combination have a lot of quickness, guys, a lot of quickness. This young man at 6'1 is rangy. He's got plus length. You know, his his arm length and his shoulder height, he looks bigger or taller than 6'1, but he's listed 6'1. But he's very quick. He's got He's got that quick twitch shiftiness in his game with that link combined with it. Um, but I think he's good. I think this is a good pickup for Arkansas. Again, I'm, I'm kind of going on and on here because I'm, I'm the, the youth part of it. I, I, this tells me there's more to come in the backcourt for Arkansas, not only because of they need better perimeter shooting, but they're going to need more size and, and more veteran qualities from backcourt pieces that it simply didn't have last year. Kevin, a couple of interesting names that may fit somewhat in that profile you're talking about. Khalif Battle out of Temple, he's a 6'5 scoring guard. And then you've got Quincy Oliveira by way of Rice, who is, again, a sharp shooting guard. But maybe, just maybe to me, as intriguing as anyone, is Primo Spears by way of Georgetown. Uh, This young man... Averaged 16 points, five, almost five and a half assists per game. And he has narrowed his list down to Arkansas, Kansas, TCU, and Florida State. Pretty good offer list right there for Spears. Yeah. So, Battle, I was, you know, he and I were, were visiting back and forth on Monday when we put out the news that uh, he's coming in for a visit on Thursday. He will be visiting Arkansas on Thursday. The recruiting dead period started late last week, and it runs through noon on Thursday. So once that's over, you can have on-campus and off-campus in-person visits. So he'll be in Fayetteville. He told me he was coming in two days, so I guess he probably arrives on Wednesday, and he'll visit. His visit will be sometime on Thursday afternoon. Uh, but this guy, you mentioned his you know, his size, 6'5". He's a volume. He's a score, 18 points a game. 
Uh, he's a good three-point shooter and a volume three-point shooter. When I watch his film, I really like the way he attacks. He, he You talk about three levels. Well, when he goes to the rim, he finishes with dunks. He likes to dunk. So there's, you know, there's, you know, there's a, a confidence with this player uh, beyond just his three-point shooting prowess. But I think that's the key: a big guard and a guard that can shoot, and a veteran guard. Uh, this is this is a grad transfer, and so, um, you know, Arkansas is at a point now where I think they're going to, like I said, start going after some of these more veteran guys. You mentioned Olivari, another grad transfer uh, out of Rice, another volume, efficient three-point shooter, six-two. His game reminds me a little of J.D. Note, just a little bit. Uh, but I think he's a more efficient catch-and-shoot uh, uh, guard from behind the arc. So, he, you know, he's a guy that doesn't have to be on the ball to, to create as much as J.D. seemed to need to do to get his offense going. This guy can actually play off, and I think he's a, a more effective striker from three off the catch. Um, and then you mentioned Spears, and he, here's a guy that's wanting to visit Arkansas. He just had a Zoom meeting with, with Arkansas last week. Um, and you mentioned Arkansas in the Final Four. Now, he has visited TCU. Let's see what else he does. But Kansas is in that final group, as is Florida State. But all these guys fit the bill for veteran veteran backcourt players who can, who can shoot and score, uh, Randy. I think Arkansas, the three-point shooting is one thing, but I think they also want guys that can create shots at multiple levels. As good as Arkansas's talent was in that backcourt, and we know Nick Smith never really got fully into rhythm and didn't miss 19 games in most most of the middle of the season there, two months. But outside of him, they didn't have shot creators. Everybody had to drive. It was like a downhill. You had to get downhill and either finish or get to the free throw line. They're looking for guys that not only can shoot the three, but can create shots in those middle areas and give Arkansas more, more versatility and balance on offense. What about the bigs? Uh, of course, I think of Khalil Ware. Uh, to me, almost at the top of the list. What What about Biggs, Kevin? Yeah, Arkansas's recruiting Biggs. Uh, Marshall Big, seven one uh, guy, Han Loden. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his uh, last name correctly, uh, but he put Arkansas in his top eight today. This is a versatile big uh, face up kind of player, seven uh, one, and he's got Arkansas, like I said, in his top eight schools, and has indicated that he wants to visit. There are some other Biggs, Jamil Reynolds. Um, also out of Temple that's been talking to Arkansas. Arkansas went to see him. Keith Smart, went, assistant coach, went and saw him last week. Uh, but, but you've got several in there. B.J. Mack today, the Walford uh, player. You know, Now, he was recruited by Arkansas's previous staff, um, and he ended up at Walford and is a versatile 6'8 forward. B.J. Brian, B.J. Mack released his top five schools today, or his final five. He called it a final five. Arkansas is in the mix there. And there are some other frontline guys, a couple of names that are completely off the radar right now that I can't share, but they would be in that forward uh, that that that, that Mossman loves those tweener size forwards, six six to six eight, uh, that can guard multiple positions and do different things for him. All right, hang on, Kevin. We got to step aside for a moment. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Kevin Bohannon, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. 
Kevin Bohannon. I'm Randy Rainwater, joined by Kevin McPherson. Thanks once again to the great folks at hogville.net. Kevin, when we were talking a moment ago about the bigs, and then we had also talked earlier about the point guards, shooting guards, the question comes up and you said, I think I'm quoting you accurately when you said this, there's going to be players coming and going. You're expecting Anthony Black virtually about any minute. Can you somewhat put a number on what you are expecting in regards to using the transfer portal and then combining that with the players who you're expecting? I'm just asking for a number, not asking for names. I'm just asking for a number. What what kind of numbers are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I think it's going to fall into what Arkansas really wants and what they can get. But I think they, I think five or so out of the portal, um, you know, and when we saw the first one come off today. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, you know, maybe the low end of that would be four, the high end, and maybe maybe would be six. Uh, but I think that that sweet spot in the middle there at five is it, it might be just where it lands. But we'll see. Um, you know, the bigs there's just not as many of those as there are guards, and Arkansas has need there, and it's going to depend on how the, how that falls with some of these guys that are available and who Arkansas can really get that will affect that number. I think Arkansas's got a nice beat on some uh, on some guards here, and we just went through some of those names. You know, we mentioned Battle coming in on Thursday. He told me yesterday when we were talking, he said, look, I talk to Muss every day, sometimes twice a day. I mean, I, I feel like this guy, you know, you know, I, you know, I don't want to put, you know, preempt what he's got his plans to do, but I feel like this guy could, you know, uh, could be a Razorback here in the near future. Um, and I think there, I think there's more, uh, more to come, Randy, but I, if I had to pick a specific number and be very specific about it, I'd, I'd probably be at five right now. Um, but I think that the calculations change based on um, that this Musselman feel like Arkansas would be backsliding at all um, by having someone leave to make room for someone that's not necessarily an upgrade, whether that's talent, size, athleticism, or a skill set that he's looking for. So I, I think when you start talking front line, it becomes a little dicier every year, uh, and not so much with backcourt players. I mean, there's so many good ones. Um, you know, Tyler Perry, MVP this year, the, the player of the year in the Conference USA, MVP of the NIT, North Texas. He's from Springdale, Arkansas. He played at Springdale Harbor and an outstanding guard just went in the portal in Musk and a couple of Arkansas staffers. He told me last night he, he was officially in the portal at 9, 9 a.m. And shortly after that, he told me Musk and a couple of Arkansas staffers had already reached out to him. So, hmm. Max Abmus, everybody Razorback fan, every Razorback fan remembers him at ORU. Look at what he's done there. He's in the portal. Now, some of these guys might be following their coaches to, to better jobs and better opportunities, but anytime Arkansas goes after a player in the portal, all bets are off because, you know, Eric Mussman does a great job and his staff does of painting that picture of why they need to be Razorbacks. And we know, we saw what happened last year with Ricky Council. Uh, Randy, you know how long that drug out. Mm-hmm. They went in the portal immediately after the season and got those four big men, Brazil, Graham, and the twins, the Mitchell twins, 
And then a, a couple of months later, it was counsel. And so he wasn't quite finished. And names keep going in there. And so we may see something like that play out. But I do think this time around, unlike the last time where it was mostly big men, I think the first few are likely to be more guards, whereas last year the first few, uh, four, I just said it, were bigs. When you look at the current roster, and I was just kind of going down, and uh, I put a plus by Brazil. I think it's safe. Maybe I'm wrong. Put a plus by Jordan Walsh. Uh, I think Darian Ford will return. What are you hearing on Joseph Pinion, Jalen Graham, and Barry Dunning Jr.? Are you hearing anything on them at all? You know, you hear stuff, Randy, and that's probably stuff I'm going to leave leave out right now. I will say this about Joseph Pinion. He loves being a Razorback. Uh, he, he had op- some opportunities in this freshman season. I thought he made the most of those. And so we'll see what happens there. But if he's a guy that decides to come back, um, you know, and if you're right about Darian Ford, uh, you look at those two in-state guys, they didn't get a lot of playing time as freshmen, Pinion more so. Uh, but I think it speaks a lot to the culture up there and the potential for opportunities for those guys if they both elect to come back. And so, you know, from a selfishness standpoint, you'd love to see it. Oh, absolutely. We'll see what happens. As far as Graham uh, and Dunning, I'm, I'm going to leave those alone right now. But I will say, in general, Musselman's very strategic. Uh, it's not just about optics. It's about strategy. Um, and, uh, you know, I think decisions are made on as things progress, and it's always depending upon who, who's really available and it's reasonable that Arkansas can get out of that portal and then weighing that with what you have and, and figuring out do you need to make a move or not. And so I think that affects guys, certainly. Uh, and, and for their sake, for everybody's sake, you hope some of that stuff gets ironed out sooner rather than later. Again, last year, it was in the summertime by the time council came on board. Um, and, you know, it was it – was, uh, Jackson Robinson moving on, um, and it wasn't too late though. I mean, it wasn't like it was, it's you know, extremely late in that process. But it was uh, uh, sometime after that the initial four players we got right after the season ended. Do the Mitchell twins? Do they actually have another year? Uh, they were both listed as seniors, but I don't know if they have uh, that COVID year or not. Yeah. Graham was also listed as a senior. That's how Arkansas does things. They, they list these guys these last couple of years. They list them based on what they would be, and they don't. But some places, some schools in their roster, they'll list them as what they are based on the extra year they were given. So Arkansas does it a little differently than some others. But when you see that senior for guys like the Mitchell Twins and Graham, all three of those guys uh, should have an extra year of eligibility. Now, you know, if, if when I go back and I've researched their, you know, what you know where they were before the, the actual playing time, they were both they were all three uh, college players when the COVID situation happened, so they would all get that extra year of eligibility. Okay, so I mean, then, you know, I, I, their academics play into stuff like that too, Randy. Sure. That's why you know that's a part that I'm, <laughs> you know, I can't speak to, but otherwise, yes. Jordan Walsh has not made the declaration he is coming back, uh, but he sure hinted that uh, even 
in the aftermath of the Connecticut game. Uh, has your gut feel changed on Jordan Walsh, or are you hearing something contrary? No, I mean, you know, players say a lot of things under the emotions of the end of the season, and usually it's something about coming back. We're going to do, you know, we're, next time we're going to, you know, we'll do better. And then they make the decisions based on not emotions, but, you know, weighing everything. And so let's see with Jordan. I think this is the one guy where, where there's there's three options here. Uh, one is obviously test the water's eligibility open. Does he get some kind of guarantee where he's ready to go and hires an agent? You know, um, and then um, the other option is obviously the transfer portal. So we we just need to see, you know, what all's you know what all shakes out with him. Um, and you know, in in the old days, there would be no announcement if a guy's just going to stay put. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if you're if you're, nothing's changing, they still put out some kind of a statement, typically run it back or I'm back or, you know, that kind of thing. That's what Trevor in Brazil did, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we should hear something one way or another, I would think, from the Jordan Walsh camp at some point. That's what I was thinking. Uh, granted, transfer portal makes everything different. Combine that with the option of opting out early for the draft. And as you mentioned a moment ago, see, I, I'm still on the side Believing Devo Davis, as an example, will return to Arkansas. But you never know. Never know. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you again on Friday. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net.